Hello, I'm Luke Manerfeld, host of the DSM CultureCast podcast, where we interview leaders and creators in Greater Des Moines arts, culture, food, and philanthropy scenes. Today I'm joined by local musician Madison Ray, a solo artist and a part of the group The Finesse. We talk about how he gravitated toward music at a young age, his flair for the show, and what he's been up to lately. If you missed our last episode, we chatted with Tiffany Johnson and Mark Pullen about a love offering a collaboration between Pyramid Theater Company and the Des Moines Community Playhouse in June. All right, here's the conversation with Madison. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Madison. Madison, how are you doing? We really appreciate you joining the show today. Hey, man, I'm just glad to be here. You know, just taking a day at a time. That's all we can do. <laughs> That's what we all are doing, taking a day at a time. Um, Madison had performed for a DSM magazine event earlier this year, and it was such a production. It had all the works, lights, everything, background music. I didn't even know you could do that over Zoom, but they made it work. Um, but Madison, for those who may not be familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about your background um, and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was born and raised here in Des Moines. Uh, uh, when I got to the like college age, um, Des Moines wasn't as cool as it is now, so I definitely left. Um, had to travel the world and see what else was out there. So I, I landed in California for a while, spent some time in Japan, and then uh, about 2009, I came back when the uh, the social club had reopened, or had opened for the first time, sorry. Uh, when they first opened, um, it was like this signal that there was like a new culture that was growing here in Des Moines. So I thought, you know, like, I'll jump in. Let me let me see what I what I can contribute to that. And so, um, yeah, I've been writing shows and 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 music and, and all types of shenanigans for uh, almost like ten years now, more than ten years here in Des Moines. Just trying to make make the city just a little bit cooler than than I found it. You know. Yeah, and Des Moines come a long ways in the past decade since you know two thousand nine. You mentioned it's come a long, long way, and it's true. You said you've done you're 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 active in a lot of different parts of the art scene. You're in theater. You're a musician. Um, I guess what does it mean to you that you can have a hand in all these different parts? Of, and how did you get into all these different uh, art scenes? Well, you know, Luke, like I realized that like the art scene is like we're all in one big lake. And we're on different shores doing our different things. Um, but once I kind of like recalibrated my thinking to understand we were in the same lake, you know, it just seemed like let's all figure out how we can like, work together and, and tie those different organizations that seem so, uh, so diverse and so different that like really we're all trying to tell stories and make art and, and do cool things. So it was a question of like, then how can we start to like work together? and uh like really synergize all those resources all that talent uh to really like make some some real noise uh so that's really like that was the driving thing for me was just like jumping into these different conversations so if we're gonna go talk to the folks over at des moines metro opera let's do that let's go talk to the playhouse let's you know work with station one records let's find all these interesting things and figure out what ties us together so growing up what was your first passion was it theater was it music was it all the above tell us how you got into this <laughs> okay okay this is a kind of a confession so like just bear with me but when i was like ooh, three uh there's a tape floating around somewhere a little cassette tape of me singing the entirety of uh the paula abdul record like the whole album man like 
<laughs> I don't know why my parents thought it was just a good idea to, to have me jumping around singing, you know, forever your girl, but hey, we're, we're here. Um, so I, I think there was just something about, about especially pop, mu pop music specifically, like it just touches like all of the good things in, in my heart, you know? And so I just have this really just deep love um, for uh, not just the music, but the show. I think it's the, it's that perfect marriage of those things. And I think growing up like in the shadow of, of like icons like Prince and Michael Jackson and, and those types, like they really taught us that it had to be both. Like it's show business. You gotta give them the show, you gotta give them the songs, you gotta give them your, your heart and all of that. And, and that's really like where the magic starts to come together is when you really give yourself over to how do you tell this story? How do you sing? How do you dance? What do the lights do? Uh, so for me, I never really saw it as separate. It's like, how do I you know, help create or facilitate like these really just moments that inspire you and make you believe in something bigger or something more beautiful. And so when you moved away from Des Moines and, you know, explored in Japan even, which is awesome, were you in music that all those years or were you doing something else? Uh, in college, I wanted to give college a fair try. I'll be, you know, I'll be honest. I, I went in like with like kind of the blank slate of just like, everyone told me I, should, I was supposed to be here. So I guess we're here in college now. What do we do next? Um, I actually avoided music programs because I didn't like the kind of um, stuffy and rigid uh, pedagogy that they were providing, you know, like, oh, learn classical music. And this is how you build all of the foundations for everything else. And that just wasn't where my heart was. Uh, my mother is a classical music lady. She was an opera singer back in, you know, in her in her younger days. Like, I get it. It just wasn't like my thing. So um, I was just more about like, how do I be a better person? How do I be a better critical thinker? How do I just expand my understanding of like the human condition or whatever that means, you know? And uh, it actually just came back to music. That was the big like, like aha moment for me is that no matter how far away I would try to like go somewhere else or do something else, that somehow music was always kind of calling me back. So even though I was in this like really rigorous, you know, undergrad program, like I was still taking like private voice lessons and figuring out like, like I had started, you know, becoming um, like a studio tech just so I could learn how those things work. You know, being in LA, being closer to the, the industry, like just had more opportunities so I could go and just learn these things and, and be around those kinds of people. So it's just one of those things. It's like, I just pay attention to the signs. I tried to run, music kept showing up, so I guess we're together. <laughs> yeah. Every path led back to music. Exactly. When did you realize that you wanted to pursue music then? So uh, I was in Tokyo, and um, the word had gotten around that I could sing and, and whatever else. Um, and I had these friends. And, and at the time, like hip-hop was really like catching fire in Japan, like as a, as a cultural force. When, when would this have been? This would have been like... 2007 2008 okay. so like there was all of this energy around around like american black culture that was just so fascinating to the japanese imagination and, and their pop culture sensibilities like whether it's like seeing just afros everywhere for some reason or or uh you know seeing these hip-hop dance groups or the like the club scene or all that kind of stuff it was just like here's this culture that completely bought 
bought in from a different perspective. And I thought that was so fascinating. But, uh, you know, one of the one of the big pillars of hip hop culture is the cypher, you know, where everyone gets around, someone drops a beat, you freestyle, you, you share your talents, you tell your story, whatever you got, you know. And so like the, my friends were all totally about that scene. So naturally, I ended up in these in these circles. And my homie George was like, hey, man, like you drop a better beat than me. So go ahead and show these people like how you really get down. So like just like that, we had just plugged into this whole culture. And then just from that, it's like shows and festivals and all that stuff just like clicked into place just because we were goofing around like beatboxing, freestyling and just doing what we were doing. Um, you know, like that was like the like, oh, this is like real. And this is what it feels like when it's real, when you're actually like out gigging and doing the stuff. And I had a couple of backup dancers because why not? Uh, <laughs> you know, and there's like that language barrier also was like the big like, oh, I'm singing in English, but having all of these people that, that don't necessarily understand what I'm saying, but our ability to connect through the music. Uh, it was just, again, one of those like, all green lights here's the sign let's go do this you know that we're able to connect and 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 come together in these ways it's like how could i not just want to give my life to that it was so beautiful sure so when you came back to des moines uh how did you pursue how did you first pursue that you know back in your home city yeah coming to des moines coming to des moines was an is an interesting challenge just i think to this day still because in a lot of ways um, Des Moines as a city is still kind of finding its voice um, amongst other cities. You know, there's always this kind of talk of like, oh, we're going to be like the next um, Austin or we're going to be the next Seattle. Or there's always this kind of thing of like comparing Des Moines to other cities. But I think part of that is also that Des Moines needs to just figure out what Des Moines is. Once we figure that out, then it's like we can just be ourselves. And that's a cool, that's cool enough as opposed to trying to be, you know, whatever's hip or trying to fit into this weird box, uh, let us our own culture. And so I think that's what really like was enticing to me was, you know, the ability to like really build something new and fresh as opposed to landing in one of these like um, entertainment epicenters where you just got to shuffle in and figure out how to make a living doing that as opposed to actually building what we want to see but also building the things that we're missing, you know? Let's get to your music a little bit. How would you describe your, your style? Coming from such a diverse background, um, just like having like my mother, who is a classical music person. Oh, she also loves like classic rock, like Rolling Stones and Motown are like deeply in her diet. So there's an influence there. Uh, there's a part of me as an, as an actor, I love show tunes. I love the fact that in three minutes, I can explain this whole story and give you all of the emotional stuff and build those stakes in just a little in a little song. I love that. Um, but I also just like, I love hip hop so much, like just growing up when I grew up, how I grew up, like, you know what I mean? Like my Snoop Dogg collection is, is deep. It is robust and profound. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I think any, any, good artists will be taking from all of those influences and even the stuff that's not relevant. Like I remember the first few songs I was writing because when I moved back, I didn't have a car. Like I was writing the bus all the time. So here I am on the dark, just writing stories and songs about the people that I would see on the bus, you know, like the weird old lady who is like riding this bus, but she's dressed like she's going to like the Met Gala, 
and she's got her good perfume on and here she is sitting on this bus like there's such an interesting story if you're willing to like explore why does this woman wearing a fur you know fur coat sitting on this bus right now like that's such a cool moment that like why not unpack that and explore like what that could be um so yeah i really like to just kind of take from from all over and and find a way to synthesize that and tell good stories that's what it comes down uh to me i think what have you been up to lately obviously uh with the pandemic live music was just thrown in thrown aside it's coming back slowly but what did you do over this past year and what have you been up to the last few months oof this this last year and a half has been so rough for our industry um you know not only is it like thinking about all of your you know favorites uh you know those those who are on the radio and on tv and and doing all those things but it's also all of us here you know in in your own town that are trying to also make a living and figure out how to come back. Uh, not just talent, but also venues and, and all of the, you know, staff that makes all of that even possible. You know, it's such a specialized field <laughs> that, that you spend your life dedicated to the, to the craft of, of doing the thing. And then suddenly it's just gone. Um, to me, I saw that as like a, a, a chance to like meet the moment. Uh, what can we do in our own community to uh, push back against what's going on? How do we find that, uh, you know, that, that life raft in all, this, in all of this that's been, been happening? Uh, now we're in a situation where there's like more work than there are people because so many people left the industry. So now we're like in this other kind of scramble of like, oh no, everyone wants to come back and do things. Where are the people uh, to actually like make the shows happen? But uh, for me, I just saw it as a chance to, reflect and and reimagine uh really like flex the artistic creativity to figure out like how do we think our way out of a problem um and so i was able to you know build these really great relationships with iowa public radio and iowa pbs and get into the broadcasting game to kind of just show not not just to to put on a great show but also to show everyone that this was possible you know uh being willing to like be the first, the, the willingness to experiment and try and possibly fail epically uh, is, is part of the recipe, you know? It's like, you gotta have that, that kind of recklessness of just like, hmm, if this goes terribly, so be it. I guess it went terribly. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we'll see more content like that come out where we'll see more uh, like local-based TV, radio, uh, online media come out. Um, but also, like, I started working with my band again, uh, The Finesse, you know. Uh, my grandfather had passed uh, right before the pandemic, like, was officially announced as a pandemic. And uh, being forced to stay home uh, makes it really hard to appropriately mourn the passing of a, of a family member or a loved one. And I'm not the only one that feels this way, obviously. Um, it's been just such a heavy, heavily traumatic year. But for me sitting alone having to like process this loss just turned into a bunch of music that's always been my problem solving thing if we haven't figured that out yet it's like i just make things to like cope so you know i was like writing these songs to mourn this loss but also like i knew my friends in the band were also just like looking for something so it's like well we can get together and let's make some cool records and see if we can you know at least at least uh commemorate uh, this moment, these feelings, and and see if we can make something cool. 
You got any projects in the work, any music projects in the work or live music coming up that you're excited about? Yeah, we are currently working on a new album. Um, maybe nine or 10 songs we've got. Maybe there are a couple more that'll, that'll sneak out there in the process. Um, yeah, we've been uh, working and rehearsing. Uh, we, we've played a few shows, you know, uh, with like the Iowa PBS Juneteenth, the movement special, but also, you know, just like being able to just get together and, and get that off of your chest. Is, is one of those things that like really I missed that you know just getting together with with these people and and banging and clanging and making some noise and singing some songs and it, that just feels so good uh to my heart and to my spirit like I didn't realize how much like my life just needed that it's not even for the performance it's not even for the records it's it's just us being able to get together and and make something it's just so beautiful how can listeners follow along? Uh, plug away with social media, website, whatever you got. Yeah, uh, of course you got to check out the the, the finessemusic.com. Uh, that's the official website, the the finessemusic.com. Um, that's kind of our hub where you can see our, our new videos. Uh, the Let's Pretend video is out on YouTube and on Facebook. Just just floating around. Go so if you if you were to search the finesse Let's Pretend, you can see one of our little teaser videos, uh, a little song. Um, a ballad, an anthem for those in our lives who are just not meeting your expectations. <laughs> I, think, uh, I feel like you put that nicer than yes, <laughs> it could have yes. been put. So. I can be polite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like we, we all got those people in our lives, you know, the, whether it's a friend or a paramour, you know, the, the, the expectations, but there's something that's also just bittersweet and honest about like, you know, sometimes I'm just not good enough and that's okay. Um, so yeah, you know, we're, we're out there. We're, we've got some new stuff coming and I'm really excited to see what comes next. Great. Well, it's was, it was great chat, chatting with you, Madison. I'll make sure to link that stuff in the description uh, of the podcast as well. So people can just click and, and get right to it. Um, but yeah, just a reminder, subscribe to our podcast. We are everywhere. You get your audio, Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, and more. All right, we'll talk to you all next time. Thanks for tuning in.